The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads ensure you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drives so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Whether you're tailgating out in the dirt lot, Carter Finley, shout out Carter Finley, or whether you're whitewater rafting, taking the entire family on an adventurous trip, maybe you're out camping at Mount Rogers. I used to go as a kid, wish my parents had a Hyundai Santa Fe. The Hyundai Santa Fe is perfect for your family outing. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Will Vincent. I'm your host. You're listening to the podcast in audio form. It is Thursday, June 16th. If you're watching on YouTube, Wednesday, June 15th. If you're watching live anyway, we are live every day around 1 o'clock or so. That voice you heard during the supposed YouTube cold open was Ryan Wilson joining me to do some NFL news. What's up, Ryan? Hello. What was your complaint? It's funny that you always call the cell phone a telephone, like it's your your grandma at your grandma's well, house. I don't really, um, I don't think that that's like an old thing, person thing to do. No, no, I don't think you do because you keep saying it. So do you think I'm it's like cool to say cell phone? I say mobile phone. <laughs> that's so can, real cool. So I can pretend like I'm from from England. What did you say? You should say cellular telephone. Selly is also an option. Do not say Selly. <sighs> Next week, I'm going to be doing a podcast with Sully on my Sully. Sully. Sully on the Sully. Uh, anyway. It's, uh, man. Excited? Incredible <laughs> energy today, Wilson. Incredible energy. <laughs> Are you still mad that your power went out in the middle of the HQ hit? No, no. I was happy that that happened. I wish my power had gone out. Yeah. I In retrospect, I should. I, I say yes too often. That's my problem. And I got stuck uh, an hour-long show with you. In addition to the other hour-long shows, we do three or four times a week. And that was just too much. I couldn't take it. I hadn't eaten a lot. I was thinking about, why was I so... Because Pete kept calling me bitter. You know you're in a bad way when Prisco's calling you bitter. And I was like, yeah, why was... And uh, I, I wasn't properly fueled to deal with your nonsense. And I just... Uh, it was like 2010 in terms of me on the, the Brinson inability to, to cope factor. Interesting. Uh, Molly P in the chat, YouTube chat. If you're in the YouTube chat, hit the like button, hit subscribe. Uh, says, all the teens in my house just say phone. I would say that's probably what I say, too. Like, can you call my phone? I don't say well, telephone the, regularly. I just happen to be like... The last two podcasts, you said, you said telephone. I, I, it caught my ear because I thought it was weird. Okay. I think mobile phone is weirder than telephone. No, no. Mobile is something. That's what they say in England. I was just joking. Let's call it like cell phone or phone. I'm not, I don't remember the last... Silly. Remember the last time I said tel uh, telephone? Yeah, I agree. Anything other than phone sounds weird. Because it's like all of your, yeah, mobile phone sounds like a 54-year-old could call dumb. Yep. I mean, Wilson is 54. Well, wait, you'll be 53. 
this coming what in the twenty seventh? Twenty seventh. It's your anniversary. Birthday. Your birthday is the twenty seventh. Josh Katz, which is anniversary, I believe is the twenty. That's right. That's what it is. <laughs> uh, I will not be fifty three. I, I, I know you're fifty four. You're playing the joke up. Yes. You'll be forty nine. Yeah, actually, you got that right. Actually, I want to talk to the three-year-old that, that told you you were 35. He probably thinks I'm like 18. And talk to that he guy. Might, he might look at that cool guy without the hair. He's definitely yeah. 35. Why are you bald as a teenager? I tricked, somebody, up, else. I tricked somebody else into believing I was 35 on Monday, too. They were like, what? No, you're not. They're, they're, are you really? I was like, absolutely. Look at this. Did, look at these hair plugs. Like, I'm clearly 35. Did they have a look on their face like, oh, boy. They were like, I, swear I thought you were 40. I thought we were the same age. I was like, I am 40. I'm just kidding. Yeah. This guy's um, this guy's done some tough living. If you're 35, hard disagree. You don't look like you're 35. Let's be realistic. I don't think I look like I'm 40. I feel like I'm 50. Yeah, what do you look like? I know you too well to. to I mean, well, I mean, I you, think you like, act I'm like you're eight. My hair is like way too long right now, and I just can't get it to. I know the I hair mean, plugs. You, like, you can't mess with them for like three months. I know. I understand. Look at the state of this guy. I can't hear you because I don't have my earphones on. <laughs> Good. <laughs> I, I don't have my mobile, my cellular earphones on. There you go. Your cellular ear, earbud. Uh, like Breach looks 35. Just because I, I think um, I can't tell how old Breach looks. It depends on the lighting. Like the up lighting, like the, the, the lighting you see right before he stabs you to death. He, he probably looks younger. <laughs> Regular lighting. Right, right, yeah. Right, he makes right before right before he right before the the end. He makes him he makes people tell him how old he is. How many people do you think their last the last thing they saw him play? Uh, Caleb in the chat, put it on, Debo, put it up. Late thirties, to be honest, looks young to me. Yeah, Caleb's watching on on Ladies his phone. And gentlemen, I rest my case. Caleb's watching on his phone with on on two G. He has no idea what you look like. <laughs> it's just right. purposely uh, fuzzy. Yeah, purposely fuzzy. Anywho, that was probably the worst open to this podcast ever. No, trust me, there have been worse. <laughs> <laughs> been worse. Um, let's talk some news. And we'll start with contract situations. Actually, you know what? We'll start with Mika Fitzpatrick because he just signed a contract. Yes, he did. Signs a four-year, I believe it was... Um. Oh yeah. We're, okay. The original tweet I saw was like four years, eighteen point four million. I was like, that is a terrible deal for him. Why did he do that? But it was four years, eighteen point four million per year. Right. Yeah. yeah. Thirty six million guaranteed at signing, according to Adam Schefter, makes Minka Fitzpatrick the highest paid safety in NFL history. Certainly by some metrics. Um. You know, as with all these deals, we have to see the actual guts of the contract. But this is a lot of money for Mika Fitzpatrick and kind of a big first move for new Steelers GM Omar Khan to double down on a guy that was a, I mean, uh, like, I, I know you're going to disagree with this take probably. It's fine. But like, it was a pretty controversial trade when the Steelers got Minka, not because he was like, not because Minka is like a bad player or anything like that. But, you know, anytime you give up, a lot of picks for a safety same thing with the Jamal Adams deal. It's like, it's, it's going to be heavily debated on both sides. Seahawks fans like hate Jamal Adams blindly for some reason. They just like, they just cannot get past the fact that they gave for some reason. I think, you know, the reason Well, they give all the picks for him. 
and he's he, he, what I, I don't i don't know what the end is oh he's not been very good oh i don't, see i don't think he's been like that bad Okay, go ahead with the Mike Minka stuff so you can. But like Steelers fans it. just like are, are will irrationally defend Minka. It's like the it's like the polar opposite. Yeah, and Minka, Minka had kind of a down year last year, right? I mean, not as good as his previous company. No, I don't think so. Okay. I, two years ago was when Prisco left him off the top 100, and I, I think if Pete was being honest, he would say he just forgot about it. But then he had to defend it, and, and BMAC brought Minka on and Cam on with Pete on. The, I think it was on the All Things Cover, maybe even HQ, and he had to defend that. Which I mean, that look. And it's hard to do a top 100 list. And then if you overlook someone, have to defend it. But to Pete's credit, he did do that. Uh, that said, he only had to make a 97. And I, look, I love Antoine Winfield, who he had 49th as top safety. Love Antoine Winfield. I don't love him more than Minka. Like, Minka is so incredibly important to that defense. And to finish up your thought about, it was controversial when they traded a first-round pick and change. And, and to be fair, and like, as Dominic pointed out in the chat, too, it's like the Jamal Adams, get, it was two first for Jamal Adams, and one of them ended up being really early because the Seahawks stunk. Yeah, and he, it, that's a lot to live up to. Yeah, that's unless you're, I don't know who you have to be. Uh, Tom Brady in a trade, uh, otherwise uh, you're pretty much setting yourself up for failure. Minka was a late, would it have been a late first and whatever else? I don't even remember what it was. And when teams make those sort of deals before the trade deadline, it's a sign that you're panicking. And the Steelers were in full all panic mode because their defense, their secondary sucked. Um, they had Sean Davis who. Didn't work out as a second round pick. He was replacement level, and and that's fine. But they didn't resign him after his, his rookie deal was up. Terrell Edmonds was the first round pick who plays close to the line of scrimmage. They just gave him a one year deal after his contract was up, so he didn't really super. It wasn't a superstar's first round pick. Minka came in and sort of. Uh, yeah, sorry. Yeah, no, no, no. I was just sort of looking at the stats, and I, I guess I had forgotten too that like because the Jamal Adams deal happened in the off season, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I believe so. But Minka happened like two games into the season. That's right. I want to say the Steelers were like. Either one and one or zero oh and two. Well, they're secondary. They were zero oh and two when they traded for him, and because that was the thing, we were like, "What are they doing? Why would you give up a first round pick? You're zero oh and two. It doesn't look like you're gonna be very good." But Minka was massively impactful for the defense that season, right? Day, no, no, not that season. Day one, I think. The are you looking at the schedule? Yeah. So San Francisco, they lost twenty four twenty. Hold on, the San Francisco game is week three. Yes, that's that. He was traded after week two. Yep. He played in week three, and I think he had. Like a fumble recovery, maybe two two fumble recoveries in that game, and then he just went <laughs> off from there. Fumble, a pick, uh, a pass, one pass, uh, pass defended, five tackles. Yeah, and a, and yeah. he hit. he had been in Pittsburgh for forty eight hours, and that's what he did. <laughs> yeah. So that's why Steelers fans like, oh, this guy is good. And yeah. look down, did they play the Colts that game that season too? Later in the season, because I think um, either Jacoby Brissett or Andrew Luck, whoever was the quarterback, was out, and Brian Hoyer played in and came and threw a pick six, like a red zone pick six. That Minka got it was either that season or the next season. But 96 those yard, ninety six yard, yeah. Return for those plays time. stick out to Steelers fans. Yeah. And That's again, true. it was a late first round pick the next year. You're like, you're not getting anyone. I said this at the time, as good as Minka Fitzpatrick with that pick anyway. If you're the Steelers, it's a home run. Now the Jamal Adams thing, as, as you and Dominic noted, two first rounders, and he hasn't he hasn't been very good. I yeah, mean, you're right. Good. It was it was uh, Brian Hoyer. Great call, good memory. I think Jacoby um, got hurt earlier in that game. Yeah. Uh, it had been, um, let me see, it was, my oh, it was Jacoby Brissett, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, because that's the, right, right, yeah, I guess, okay. So that's the big, that's the bigger difference there when you start looking at Minka versus Jamal Adams, too, is that Minka comes in, and I, I, when I say it was controversial, I just mean that, I, I mean, I remember us arguing. No, I agree we with that. It, for the trade. I it was, was but 
it, it's a fair question to ask. Sure. Yeah. Like they were zero and two, and it's like you know, if he doesn't, you know, if he comes in and you continue to lose, this could be a really impactful pick. And I'm sure the conversation was the quarterback class or whatever. I, I don't even remember who was drafted the next year in the quarterback class, but I think the Steelers end up going eight and eight or whatever they usually do because they didn't have a losing record. The Steelers. I'm I'm just thinking like back to the 2020 draft because yeah, they they get Chase Claypool with their first pick. And the, um, what did the Dolphins, the Dolphins traded around a, a, a bunch. I want to say with the Steelers pick, because they swapped with, the uh, as part of the Jordan Love trade, maybe, they basically ended up getting Noah Igbenogany for Minka, I think. Oh, wow. Here, I'll Which, look real quick. I'll look it up. So that was twenty the 2020 draft? Yeah. Oh, Whereas, remember, so they had all those picks in that 2020 draft because they got two at five. And then they got Austin Jackson at 18 and Igbenogany at 30. Yeah, so the um, the Dolphins got Austin Jackson, you mentioned, 2025th round pick that turned into Jason Stillbridge. And they got a 2021 first round pick that was Jonathan Marshall. And the Steelers got uh, Minka and Kevin Dotson, which are some picks that came their way, who's who's going to be battling for a starting job, and Trey Norwood, uh, who, who played a pretty big role last year as a seventh round pick. So I think on paper, the Steelers won this trade pretty easily because um, Austin Jackson, I don't know how I haven't haven't followed him closely since he left um, USC, but uh, yeah, I I don't know. I I think the Steelers would be. I mean, Austin Jackson's been, I think he's been been fine. Yeah. I mean, the Steelers would do the deal again. Obviously, they just signed him to a contract extension. And and so like, I mean, I mean, we're sort of walking back through how the deal went down too. Again, like the difference with Jamal Adams is Adams happened on a Saturday. You knew you were going to have to pay him the second you made that trade because you gave up multiple first round picks for him. And they gave up a first, a third in 2021 and a 2022 first as well. So just, I mean, just looking at, and I'm not trying to make this a Jamal, Jamal Adams thing, but like, I, I do think the you know, the discussion is, is like warranted, right? Um, the Jets ended up going. Oh, they moved up and got Elijah Vera Tucker. Interesting. USC offensive lineman in both trades. Weird. That is bizarre, right? Yeah. Um, and then in the 2022 draft, who did they get with that first pick that they had? 2022? I think I'm not looking at that. I'm looking at 2021. All right, the Jets got uh, Garrett Wilson with that, with the Seahawks pick. Because the Seahawks ended up getting the pick of anyway. Sorry, I'm babbling on. But the point being is that the um, the Steelers, when they swapped for Minka in season, got immediate dividends from him and were successful that season as a result of Minka being there. And therefore, they gave up less high. They gave up lower picks thanks to Minka coming in and being an impactful player. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I like. I, I'm glad you reminded me. I didn't care. I, I was happy with the trade at the time. I understand the the controversy. Also, the Steelers never trade first round picks. And um, I was talking about this on HQ earlier. Uh, you know, incidentally, in 2003, the Steelers traded up to get Troy Polamalu. Do you know who they traded up with? I'll give you a two part question here. In um, 2003, Three. you probably don't know, but well, uh, I, don't, I mean, uh, I'm going to guess the Dolphins, the Chiefs. Who do you think <laughs> the Chiefs drafted in 2003? With the, once they moved down eight or nine spots, however far it was. So the Steelers, I think the Steelers went to 16 to get Palomalu and the Chiefs went down to 23 or whatever, 24. Uh, 2003 draft. God. Yeah. 
I mean, like, I'll, if I give you a hint, you'll know it because of the team. Um, I'll, I'll give you the hint. This position is not as popular as it once was for uh, first round picks. Priest Holmes, Larry Johnson, Larry Johnson, Priest yeah. Holmes. I think may have been like an undrafted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Well, Priest Holmes was already there and already, and then they brought in Larry Johnson from Penn State. Yeah. Uh, so Larry Johnson was yeah. the the pick. Which is sort of funny to think about. Like no one, no one on planet Earth is now trading. Well, I'm trying to think. I don't think so. Like uh, Saquon and like who's a, Antoine Winfield? Like who are you drafting first? Antoine Winfield. Yeah, I was trying to do the math. See if you could find a, a running back you take before a, a safety. I mean, Jonathan Taylor or Antoine Winfield? Uh, both, both second round picks, incidentally. <laughs> I mean. I would probably go with Antoine Winfield just because I think that. Mm. I think I would take Jonathan. You're just like, like I mean, what's the, what's Jonathan Taylor's lifespan like? Lifespan as a player, like pick seventeen. That's where we're going to take these two guys. Jonathan Taylor played for six years. I, I'm taking the safe. I'm taking the, uh, range, like the impactful, multifaceted safety. John, at oh, I was going to say impactful, multifaceted. It sounds like. Yeah. Uh, the problem is if you take the running back at 17, you're getting like that dude's got to be really good or else you're getting killed for it. When did was uh what was Najee? Najee was 22, I think. Maybe something yeah, like they basically said we're going to run you run, run your ass into the ground. the ground for 4 years. <laughs> hey Najee, do you remember Le'Veon Bell? That's what's going to happen with you. 24, so he was 24. Yeah. Yeah, 17 is um, a little high for both safety and and running back, but just for the sake of discussion. All right. Yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah. Hey, quickly, D- Antoine Winfield. I'm going to go through Pete's list of safeties. He had ten safeties. I'll read real quick. Forty nine Antoine Winfield. Fifty two Micah Hyde. Fifty four Kevin Byard. Fifty uh, sixty nine uh, Buda Baker. Seventy four Derwin James. Seventy eight Jordan Poyer. Uh, hang with me here. Ninety five Jesse Bates. Ninety seven Minka. Ninety nine Harrison Smith. One hundred Marcus Williams. Is Minka too low on that list? He's eight out of ten at ninety seven. Um. Yeah, but I feel like Pete might have um, a hatred for Minka. Okay, might have what a hatred for Minka. Yeah, I feel like Pete put him on at ninety-seven because he was scared to not <laughs> not to like to leave him off and have like the back. I don't know what he has against. It's a weird sort of flex yeah. that to not like Minka. Uh, his game. Like, are you taking Micah Hyde over Minka Fitzpatrick? Uh, it's a good question. I, I mean, it's not even. I mean, like, not for like the long haul. I mean, my guy's old. Well, right? Minka's 25, 26. I mean, I wouldn't even take, I, I love Antoine Winfield as well. I wouldn't take him over Minka. It, it's it's just weird. Like, um, Jesse Bates, you talk about a guy who didn't have a good year last year. Jesse Bates didn't have a good year last year. He's, he played, he played, and we, Pete and I talked about that actually on yesterday. What he said. He, he's like, he didn't have a great year. And the, but then he, and he, he was like, he admitted that it was a, you know, contract was in his head, thinking about all that. And then he played really well down the stretch and then played really well in the playoffs too. So I mean, yeah, like it's fine. I'm not gonna I'm, I'm not gonna crush Pete for it's hard. Like I said, it's hard to do a top 100. Yeah, for sure. And what were the responses to? Did you mention my uh, Derek Carr and Scary Terry as guys who were left off the list? I did. In fact, I even pointed that out that breach. I even gave. I even I even played a. Uh, you know what I did on HQ? So we're like live that. on HQ. Oh god! And I was like, I have gotten official snubs from Ryan Wilson <laughs> and John Breach, and they're like, Wait, really? I was like, yes, John Breach says that the biggest snub on this list is Tyron Mathieu. I played it on HQ and <laughs> actually got a pretty good laugh because Amanda was, you know, Amanda, I think, listens to the pod. Um, 
shout out Amanda and uh and and, and Prisco both got it. So they like that. And then uh we we did like a lengthy Derek Carr segment actually. Yeah, I saw you're on social now, you know, worshiping at the altar of Derek Carr. You're the absolute war. You're so wishy. <laughs> You were, I saw that. I saw your Instagram stories, and I saw the first two seconds. I'm not watching. I'm not giving the the credit. If you start an Instagram story, don't finish it. Does it show up as you as you knowing that I saw it? Uh, I can let you know. I, I hope. It's, I hope not. Because I, I like you I clicked see... out of it so fast because I didn't want you to know that I saw it. I was so I, angry. I don't, know, um, I, I don't really like you know. You know me. I'm pretty. Um, Wishing or aging yourself. What's Wait, the answer, Debo? This is like our Snapchat conversation a couple of years ago. Yes, he can. He should be able to see it. He will Even be. Even though able I didn't finish it? it. Yeah, if you Dang it. click that thing for half a second, he knows. Shucks. It stinks too because I'm just scrolling through all these people who saw it. Um, yep, there he is, Ryan Wilson. Dang it! You know what else I, I had to Google the other day, Debo, because uh, of my son. It was, uh, can you exclude certain people from seeing your Instagram stories? And the answer to that is yes. I didn't know that. Oh yeah, yeah. You can share. It's it's like. Um, you know, the other, you know, the crazy thing they're about to do with this new, have you seen this new iOS thing? What you happens? You can delete text after you sent them. I don't know how the hell that's going to work. I mean, you can delete them on your phone now, but the other person still has them. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, but you can like recall them. You can that's recall crazy, email. Man. Have you ever recalled an email? Like, I don't know how that works either. I've never had to do it because I typically only yell at you in person. I don't send nasty emails. I used to have, I used to have it turned on in Gmail because I thought it was like a good idea. Like, you get angry. Well, you you've like, sent some company-wide emails that if I were you, I'd have recalled seconds after hitting send. <laughs> I definitely have some emails I would have liked to have recalled. Yes, that's right. Some some re reply. Oh, you want to elevate this? <laughs> Allow me to elevate this as well. Um, Sweet Jesus. All right. But the problem was with the with the re with the recall thing turned on. It was um, like it 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 delay it massively delays. Like when everybody gets your email. So like if you're on an e if you're on an email thread where people are like, you know, going back and forth mm. about something, you would look like you were chiming in like with a like a 15, 20 second delay, like an idiot. Yeah. Um the perfect the, um like a five minute, whatever it was. Uh the other thing on the new iOS, I like this idea because I'm I'm I mean, this is to no one's surprise, but I'm really like I will start to reply. If somebody at like somebody texts me, I will start to reply and like type half of a reply. And then like forget to hit send, and then like never. Let go. me ask a question because again, I don't want to reveal too too much of of my uh, uh, my son's uh, medical history. Not my age. Uh, you think you might have ADD? Um, almost certainly. Yeah, because I, I like uh, I get distracted. I mean, I get distracted. I, I'm happy. I'm happy. It's it's fun. My, our 15 year old struggles with focusing. Sure. Like he cannot focus, and much like you, I will tell him something, and I might as well be talking to a wall. And he'll be, he'll like just stare, like you stare right through you. Unlike you, he's not necessarily staring at his phone. You're like, look, you're like, like a thousand miles stare. Like there's always golf on behind me, even if we're standing, uh, like if we're sitting in a car talking. <laughs> so I wonder, yeah, I will say oh, you drink coffee though. Uh, one of the things prior to, uh, some, some kids don't respond to medication apparently. And we're just early on this process. You know what's interesting about, so Phil Mickelson has, <laughs> yeah, exactly. But caffeine apparently has uh can have positive effects in terms of helping people folk kids focus. I know you drink coffee, so I don't know if that's I don't know if that's a solution for you. Um, but uh <laughs> Anthony in the chat says, Whoa, 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 whoa. What kind of work emails does Brinson send out? Oh gosh, Anthony. Yeah, it's it was, look, man, the pandemic was weird. The early part of the pandemic was weird. Unless people the pandemic's been going on for 15 years, I don't know what the excuse is about Brinson, uh 
is entitled, Anthony, and if things aren't going his way, he thinks they should be going his way, and he will call out people who on the org chart are higher than him and do it on a company-wide email that goes goes to hundreds of people. And uh, am I saying anything that's not true? I don't know. I mean, I... I enjoy reading it, but I imagine the person that is... Aimbad doesn't enjoy one email. One email was sent in response to, and it was a reply. First of all, (laughs) I don't even. Was it like I just came out with like a bazooka and started blasting people? Brinson Wilson's acting like night one of 2020 NFL draft does not exist. Oh, I've talked about that before. I've talked about that countless times. By the way, so Devo's been. Pleasant uh, you know, you're for years, now, and he goes back into the office, and suddenly he's got beer muscles. What's he doing at, at work that he's suddenly a tough guy? It's, it's Pe- peacocking around in his in his little walking boot because he got stepped on by a horse. What is what is Wilson is lashing today? I love it. Uh, I've um, talked about that before, Diva. How dare you, sir? Yeah, I had an absolute meltdown at two in the morning, post first round draft podcast, and it even was it wasn't even Brenton's fault. I was just sitting there laughing. Yeah, they. You, I used to have to write stuff after the draft. Once I started doing the the when Wilson when Wilson for those of you listening or watching when Wilson melts Wilson melts. It hard. is a scene. Like remember the time when I um the Adamican Sue story? Oh yeah, what, I was just thinking about was the story. What even like that good of a story? No, but you used to when you actually used to work and write stuff. You would call things. Eh, it's a long story. They've heard it before, but yeah, that. that I was seeing red. I was I was so we're like barking back and forth in campfire, and all of a sudden my phone rings and it's my my cellular mobile telephone rings and it's like Ryan Wilson. I was like, oh boy. Mm. Oh no, no, you called EK. I called EK, and EK was laughing. He was he thought it was so funny, and I was like, I was yelling at the top. I was so mad, Uh, and I'm sure I I was dropping a few cards. Yeah, I didn't call you. I told you before. The funniest thing about that was that I was like angry at you, and this is the thing that almost caused me to throw my computer through the freaking window Some stupid Adama Kinsu story too it's like you did I, I was pissed and said you're being a jerk or whatever and you did backslash wanking and I said oh my god I'm gonna kill him <laughs> <laughs> oh man Dima uh, you need to count your lucky stars you didn't work with Brenton 10 years ago things. you don't even do that if you people don't do that anymore I don't know what you yeah. do now like maybe backlash, back, back, backlash sarcasm fine yeah that's right I got um, one month left <laughs> Debo. <laughs> Debo's leaving the company. The the joke's on you, Debo, because wherever you end up, that's where Brent is going to end up two months later. <laughs> you can't leave him. Nope. Can't escape. Um are you really leaving? Is, is Debo, point, what's that? Is Debo really leaving in a month? Oh leaving leaving Brinson. For higher uh we're breaking up. Higher real estate on the org chart. You're kind of dropping like breaking news to the podcast here. Like, I mean, I know that you're leaving at some point in some nebulous moment in the future. I don't like it too. I don't. <laughs> oh, yeah, he's going to cry. Look at that. Oh, my gosh. He's breaking up. I was coughing. Uh-huh. Um, I'm not crying. You're crying, <laughs> Debo. Um, no, I mean, I, I don't put too much. I'm going to try to say this delicately. Um, I don't put too much stock in specific timelines that get issued. Uh, as it relates to things that might change within our company. It's a good time to take a break. <laughs> I think so, too. <laughs> Speaking of our company, I bet we've got a fantastic Paramount Plus commercial coming up for those watching on YouTube. So let's take a break and we come back. More NFL News.
Finger out sports media and a fan of oh my NC State Wolfpack for a lifetime has taught me that sometimes it's exploring the sliding doors moments and what if scenarios in sports that can be the best part of the fan experience. What if the Seahawks let Marshawn run on the one yard line with the Super Bowl on the line? Or could a coin flip have landed magic in Chicago, Michael in LA, and made Charles Barkley the first black president? Enter Wondry's newest sports show. Alternate Routes, a weekly leap into the sports multiverse with former sports center anchors Trey Wingo and Kevin Frazier. Each week on the podcast, Trey and Kevin will pry open the sliding doors of a different what-if moment from the world of sports. In these alternate sports realities, dynasties will fall. Legacies will change forever. New goats will emerge. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to Alternate Routes early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery+. Plus. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Lamar Jackson and Kyler Murphy. Kyler Murphy. What the hell is Love it. Kyler Murray both showed up for minicamp. Which contract situation would concern you more if you were a Ravens or and or Cardinals fan? Cardinals, because I don't know if I want to sign him long-term to whatever money he's going to make. Ravens, I think, I don't think Lamar's, Lamar's, I don't feel like he's, there's any animosity between him and the organization. Kyler was doing all the social media whinging and removal of the team name and all that other stuff earlier. And he's good over the first half of the season. And then he gets hurt and he and Cliff Kingsbury lose every football game of the second half of the season. Lamar Jackson feels differently than that. Yeah. I mean, Lamar has won an MVP. Yeah. And, and I mean, last year's they had 10 ACLs in that team and COVID good, and everything else. Good, uh, good stat from our always fantastic research department that uh, made for HQ, but we can use it on the podcast because, you know, synergy and whatnot. Um, Kyler Murray last year, including the playoffs with and without DeAndre Hopkins, eight and two with 72% completion percentage, 278 passing yards per game, 19 touchdowns, nine picks, 106 passer rating without DeAndre Hopkins, one and four, 63% completion percentage, a ten, almost a, a full 9% drop, 228 passing yards per game. That's 50 yards less, five touchdowns, three picks, and an 81.2 passer rating. That's certainly concerning. I mean, like the you know the Cardinals know this. You know what I mean? you know what I mean. Like the Cardinals, if if we are aware of this, the Cardinals are also aware of this, and the Cardinals are also aware that DeAndre Hopkins won't be playing for the first six games of the season. So when the Cardinals typically win football games, yeah. So I mean, like that's and now. Like, I don't know. I mean, I'm, I think Hopkins missed the games he missed were in the middle of the season or the late part, latter part of the season, right? Um, I don't, I don't remember. Well, I, I guess what I'm asking is, do we think that is it so like this, the, 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 the late season melts? Yeah. He missed, um, he started week nine, 10, 11, came back for 12 and 13, 14, 15, 16, 17. So they went, one and three down the stretch without Hopkins out there losing to remember they lost the Lions, the Colts, they beat the Cowboys inexplicably, 
at in Dallas and then lost at home in the final week of the season to Seattle with a chance to clinch the division. So I, I guess I, I guess the, the way I was trying to frame it is what do we do we think that the late season melt last year was about Hopkins not being on the field or is it about Kingsbury and Kyler? Is it, or is it sort of all of the above? Maybe they couldn't game plan as well without Hopkins. Well, I think it's all of the above, but I think Hopkins is probably worth 15 to 20% of that. Maybe less. Okay. You still like Christian Kirk who made $40 billion in the off season going to Jacksonville. Yeah. You had Rondell Moore, you had AJ green. You didn't have uh, Hollywood Brown who they traded for during draft weekend. And as we sit here, I don't think this, this wide receiver group is it's about the same. I think if you replace Christian Kirk with Hollywood Brown, that feels like a, probably a, an even swap, but you're going to be without, without um, Hopkins for the first six games. And, and look, we'll I, find out. I would, I, I think I would take Hollywood Brown knowing that he has a previous, previously established rapport with Kyler Murray because they played in college together over Christian Kirk. For me, that's, that's an easy call, I but no, I don't know if it's easy. It wasn't like Hollywood Brown was setting the world on fire in Baltimore, but they don't have any receivers. Fair. Um, Christian, Christian Kirk actually has a body of work now. He, it didn't necessitate that the contract he got, but that ain't his fault. That's the Jaguars who, who paid him. Um, but I was going to say, we'll find out how much Trey Hopkins is worth this worth to this team over the first six games. Cause typically, like I said, that's when they win all these football games and if they don't have them and they go two and four, then maybe it's a bigger issue. Well, and that's, that's sort of the problem. And, and like, that's the other thing too. When you look at Lamar versus Kyler, the Ravens are trying to call Lamar and get a contract done. And Lamar's like, just not talking to them. And you heard the owner, Steve Scott, came out and said, Eric DaCosta can only call Lamar so many times. Well, that's why your agent shouldn't be 26 years old <laughs> and be you. Like you need your agent to handle those things. So if you're on vacation, you're not answering the phone to do that stuff. If you're doing whatever you're doing, you know, driving around town, you're not answering the phone. I mean, if, if I'm Lamar Jackson and, and the Ravens keep calling me, I'm probably just, I'm like, actually, you know, if, if I don't have an agent, I'm probably like, I, I mean, how, that's a lot of pages of reading. Eric? Or even the phone call. Like, what are you going to talk about? And I, he may, look, I don't think any of the quarterbacks are in line to get paid anytime soon. I think everyone's paid that's going to get paid. So maybe he's just waiting to let the dust settle and then try to talk himself into Aaron Rodgers' $50 million range. I don't well, think that. I, I, there's also like been some rumbling that uh, Lamar wants to be the guy who changes the way, you know, think like, I don't know how you would change it now that like with Watson getting paid with the fully guaranteed deal, but you know, I mean, he may Lamar, you know, uh, let's see what's Lamar got. It's his fifth year option coming up this season, right? Yeah. He's making nine, four. Cause he was the, yeah. Half of what Sam Darnold and Baker Mayfield are making. Amazing. Um, his fifth-year option's coming up. And then they, they have, you know, with the quarterback, you can go three franchise tags, but it gets you know, pretty expensive. I mean, do you think there's a chance he would just play out these single-year deals? To me, that's crazy for a guy who runs as much as he does and who, you know, had missed you know, several games with injury last year. Like, I would want to be getting a huge guaranteed amount if oh, I was that. Let me make sure I get this right on Lamar. I don't think he's not making nine four this year. He's making, is he making twenty three? Is that right? That doesn't feel right. Base out. Oh, right? you know what it is? No, that's right. Oh, yeah, you 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 were probably so. Remember, under the new CBA and the two thousand, um, I, I believe. Oh, I'm sorry. His first contract was for four years, nine point four million. That's what I saw. Yeah, and then, yeah, yeah. 
Okay, go ahead. But his fifth year option is bigger than Baker and Sam but, Darnold's because under the new CBA, the they and, and the 2018 guys were grandfathered in, even though the CBA happened after they were drafted. The fifth year option, I'm 90% sure this is correct, <laughs> what I'm saying. Um, the fifth year option can be altered in terms of value based on if you make Pro Bowls, All Pros, MVPs, et cetera. So I let me ask you, I know you don't like to to use this as the definitive um, final say, but just for the to, to start the conversation. So Aaron Rodgers makes 50. He's the highest paid annual average value. Spot Track has a market value tab, and they put Lamar at $44 million, which is more than Josh Allen and Dak Prescott. And just behind Patrick Mahomes, where do you feel? How do you feel about forty-four million? Um, that would rank third behind Deshaun, aforementioned Aaron Rodgers, and and the aforementioned Mahomes, just ahead of Josh Allen. Yes. Okay, I am correct. By the way, um, <laughs> good job. It, there's, I think it's set up. It's like there's four different. If you have if you have multiple Pro Bowls, you get twenty-five million. If you have one Pro Bowl, which Lam- and Lamar has two, so he should be at twenty-five. Maybe that's not right. It, whatever the case, he he has his head on field success and is making more money versus Baker or Sam Darnold, who is not getting as much. Um, yes, I think if you're Lamar Jackson, you're expecting to be the absolute floor. Scroll back up, please, if you will. The absolute floor is 45, I mean, like $45 million. I mean, you have an MVP. You've had tons of success on the field. Like I'm not taking less than what Deshaun Watson got if I'm Lamar Jackson. Well, that's on the Browns for being stupid. But I think Patrick Mahomes' argument is he has he's been to two Super Bowls. Yeah, I mean, like, but I'm wanting I'm I'm expecting more than I, I'm I'm I guess you could talk me if I don't have an agent. You could talk me to taking under Aaron Rodgers' money, but I'm expecting around fifty million per year if I'm Lamar Jackson. Well, you're you're not getting that. Okay, then you play out the three. And here's the other thing. I don't know if he's talked about this publicly, but um, once I saw that $23 million number, I was like, you know what? Maybe he's spending the summer building a $10 million house because he, he now has that money. Because previous to that, he never made more than $1.7 in a year. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, like, to, but just the different, the, the, the difference with Kyler and Lamar is that Cardinals fans and the Cardinals and a lot of people out there wonder, should we pay Kyler? There's some question as to whether they should pay Kyler. And like, are you going to give Kyler $45 million? I am not, no. There's no way in hell Kyler is taking less than $40 million. No, he's probably not. I mean, and look, the Cardinals might pay him 45 or whatever you whatever you put out there. Um, whereas with Lamar, the Ravens are trying to give him like $45 million and he's he's just not like interested in talking about it. So it's just it's just two wildly different situations. Um I would be a little more concerned with Kyler because for me, because I don't know, like, I mean, I, I don't think anybody can definitively know if he's like the guy, even though he's Is he better the- than Derek Carr, your new favorite person on planet earth. <laughs> um, I'm, I mean, I, I like the youth and the upside of Kyler more than okay. Derek Carr. Well, Derek makes 40.5 million. So, I mean, there's no way Kyler is taking. No, this. I was going to give him if you if you thought they were similar, I would, I would give him a ten percent markup uh, on that. So that's forty four million. Is that what you said? I like mean, would you do forty four million if you're Kyler? 
I think he should. You better, you yeah. better run and take that money. That's yeah. right. If you're if you're getting more than Josh Allen makes in an average year, you should take that in a heartbeat. I would I would take Derek Carr for the next five years over Kyler Murray. Like it would I wouldn't even hesitate. How? Derek Carr is like, good. I, I mean, look the the stuff the leadership stuff with Kyler is I, to me that's a legitimate concern. Especially not even I'm just talking about the on field the injury history all the other stuff. What about Dak Prescott? I want Dak over Kyler for sure. Okay. Well, he's at 40 million. Again, 10% market 44. That feels like too much. I know I know the answer to Matthew Stafford. Um, I'm just going down the list of guys. 35 million is Russ Wilson because he signed this deal, deal a few years ago. I don't think anyone's, even for the next five years, anyone taking Russ, uh, Kyler over Russ? No. No, I don't think so. And then Kirk Cousins. In fact, emphatically, no. Although Russell didn't play great last year. I mean, like, you know what you're getting with Russ. Yeah. Because, I mean, there are a lot of reasons. For that. And then the list after that, I think that's when Kyler sort of slots in. Kirk. Cousins, Jared Goff, Carson Wentz. So probably between Russ and, and Kirk Cousins, Jared Goff. But again, he ain't playing for $35 million, even a 10% markup. Well, that's, that's that's the problem. Like, so let's, let's do a 10% markup uh, of uh, Kirk Cousins. So 35, that's 3.5. So that's 38, 39. Oh, 10% markup. Sorry. Yeah. Um, 39 million. Would you do that if you're Kyler, Kyler's people? No, you can't no. do that. No, you can't. That's That's the problem. And then you have Kyler out here making a big stink of it before the draft, which is just nobody gets paid then. Like the, the, this contract gets just gets done in this time of year. Yeah. So Kyler's behavior, I don't want to call it behavior, but it's like <laughs> Kyler's attitude towards all this, deleting all the Cardinal stuff from Instagram, you know, this statement that came out, um, all that, just the way that it was handled before the draft just is makes all of this negotiations more the negotiation more difficult. So I'm trying to think like the last time a deal was signed that even the Kirk Cousins deal, which was three years, 85 million, all guaranteed, I believe, when it happened. Like people weren't like, oh, that's outrageous. We're like, uh, all right, maybe a little much for Kirk Cousins. He does some things well. He's, you know, he's uh controversial in that some people love him, some people don't. I think the Jared Goff and Carson Wentz deals were probably surprising in terms of how much they were for, given where those players I think Jared Goff had played well up to that point, and then things sort of went south, and then Carson Wentz, he had been injured, obviously, and he got paid. Uh, hey, Debo, where were you on the Carson Wentz new deal? Were you okay with that? Because you were still Carson Wentz fan? I mean, I still am a Carson Wentz fan, but at the time, like, I think a lot of people thought it was brilliant yeah, because they were ahead of the game. They were ahead of the game, and, and they beat Dak, and they beat all these other offers, so it was expensive at the time, but it, it made a ton of sense, and then he his brain broke, and he couldn't play yeah. football anymore. Yeah, yeah. Whoa. All right, we'll see with old. What we'll broke hear. his brain? Who knows? Not this. Not this. Don't say the statue. I'll fire you quicker. <laughs> then Carson Wentz. Oh, the Nick. The Nick Foles. Oh, Brinson I, thinks he walked by it for for two and a half straight years, and then just suddenly in 2020, it just clicked that oh, that's Nick Foles, and then it broke Carson Wentz. It just drove him insane. Like I mean, like I think it's a good theory. He wasn't rooting for, he was rooting for the Eagles. He knew inside of, he knew deep inside of, you know, in at his core that he was watching that Super Bowl. And while he was putting on an outward, I'm rooting for the Eagles, he was like secretly thinking, I'm okay if they lose with Nick Foles because then I don't have to live with this ring I didn't really earn for the rest of my life. I don't totally, I mean, I don't buy that. I don't totally buy the, the <laughs> Jalen Hurt draft pick pushed him away, but that is much more believable than, than all of it. All of it combined. Broke Brinson leads in, leans into drama. Like he, he wouldn't just say, yeah, you know, Carson's just trying to tough it out, be a good teammate. No. Yesterday, broke yesterday, his brain. 
Yesterday, Prisco said Carson Wentz is an enormous upgrade over Taylor Heineke, and Brinson just rolled along with it. Like he hasn't been saying Heineke's better than what? Wentz all off season. It's funny you say that because he was he was lapping up all of, of Pete Prisco's nonsense on the HQ show before my power conveniently went out, and, <laughs> and he was just like, uh, you know, basically when Brinson and I tried to team up on breach, I was the breach in this three man scenario yesterday on HQ. Well, I mean, to be fair, and I don't know if the people on the podcast have heard what you said, Debo. Did you, you heard what? Be said, right? What's that? What Ryan said yesterday? That Here, you, you tell is a t- quote. Tell oh, 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 you tell your version, and then I'll tell the truth. Go ahead. I saw some tweets about it. Yeah, you said, and it's there. There's video out there of you saying it. You said Cooper Cup, and I, I'm quote Cooper Cup is a rich man's Hunter Renfro. End quote. What is controversial about that? Other than I, that, other than that, they're both white. Apparently, I didn't know that. I mean, he's a taller Wes Welker. Um, <laughs> he's crafty, sneaky, fast, sneaky, athletic, sneaky, athletic. Yeah. What is controversial about calling him a, a rich man? Is that a poor man's a rich man's Hunter Renfro who just signed a huge deal, by the way, because he's just a billion times better than Hunter Renfro. You okay. said he like a billionaire be, compared to just an average person. Oh, that's different than a rich man's Hunter Renfro. If you're like, he's a, he's a multi-billionaire's Hunter Renfro. Then you're just like these guys, these, I mean, I, the two guys that are white, like I don't even care about that. Like I get, but do you not think Hunter Renfro's good? Just I put it inside Cooper, Car- Cooper cup for a second. You said Cooper cup might be a top 10 receiver in the NFL. Yeah, let me get the let's go down the list real quick, and I'll let me ask Debo because I know your thoughts because you're you're just a in the chat. If you were or if you're listening on the podcast and you hear this take and you think Wilson's an insane person, tweet at Ryan Wilson CBS and tell him. Yeah, by the way, that tweet me too at Will Brinson if you want. And that tell tweet him, didn't, didn't blow up quite like you buttholes. I really thought it was surprised. All right, yeah, I know you were. You anyway, guys are blow big. him up on Twitter if you want. If you think yeah. he's an insane person, if you're in the chat, um, Hold on, let thoughts. me let us know your thoughts. Does Cooper okay. Cup is a Cooper is that is that an unfair statement by Wilson? Because I think it is. Yeah, he's a rich man's. Okay, Debo, answer this question: Is it unfair to say that Cooper Cup is a rich man's Hunter Renfro? Is that who yeah. is that disrespecting? Cooper Cup. Yeah, shut up. You're 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 mute yourself. Yeah, I mean, he just. I I think it's slightly disrespectful to to Cup coming off one of the greatest wide receiver seasons ever. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, Debo's the voice of reason. You're you're just uh you just jump on whatever bandwagon ensures you don't get get dunked on. All right, let me ask what? you this, Debo. Would you rather have Cooper Cup or Devontae Adams? Is this 2022 season only? Just say going forward for the next three or four years. Three or four you're, years. You're, 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 you're how, you were Howie Roseman. All the wide receivers have been put out there. JJ Arcega Whiteside already off the table, though. Yeah, he was first overall. Duh. Okay, no, that's that's helpful to know that we're putting it on a, a different team, and it's not their respective Rams or, or Raiders. Uh, yeah, we'll put them. I yeah, we can do the Eagles. That's fine. Uh, so, Cooper Cup or Devontae Adams for the next three years in Philadelphia? Devontae. Cooper Cup or Justin Jefferson? That's a tougher one. Jefferson. I think Cooper Jefferson Cup or sh- sh- Cooper Cup or Tyreek Hill. Just me. I would take Cup. Ooh, Cooper Cup or Jamar Chase? I'd say Chase for the next three. I mean, yeah. I think the Chase and Jefferson thing is different, though, because you're like, let me finish. Justin One Jefferson's more. 22. One more. Stop talking. Three years. Uh, Cooper Cup or Steph Diggs? Cup. Okay. So out of those five, one, two, three, four, Debo picked three of the guys that I mentioned other than Cup. My point is that I think it's fair to say, Top, I said top 10, and then I said top seven as I was going through my answer. I don't think top seven is out of this world disrespectful. That's all I'm saying. 
I mean, again, I just, think, I just think you're going to be going for a little while longer before you get to Hunter Renfro is all I'm saying. Yeah, my point. I wasn't comparing them. And look, let's be clear. It was uh, I have 15 seconds to talk and I was just making a, a joke. I like Hunter Renfro a lot. And I always make, you know, I always joke about you and him being brothers. Cooper Cup is awesome. I was just the bigger issue for me was that he went from 125th on Pete's list last year to fifth this year. And I was like, okay, well, I mean, these other players who were behind him, like Devontae Adams was 11. That's fine. Just Jefferson 13, Tyreek 17. Those are all fine. Jamar 18. I just thought Cooper at five felt like overcompensating for not sort of like the reverse make of his Patrick. That's all it was. Okay. Well, I mean, that is a much better way to explain it. Well, I didn't have five minutes to be, and you're yelling in my ear and Pete's hemming and hawing on. You were also on a delay for some reason. It was tough. It was, it was tough. Like you had like a little slight delay. Cause like yeah. when you try to jump in and I, I couldn't, I couldn't tell that you were jumping in until like after you started, I tried to limit that for those reasons. Brandon so Cooks or Hunter Renfro. <laughs> I think Hunter Renfro is, I don't understand. Stop it. Here's the thing. Tyler Lockett or Hunter Renfro? Tyler Lockett. Tyler Lockett should have made the list, by the way. That's another name I had to put on there. And now, Curtis Terry, Samuel or Hunter, Hunter Renfro? Uh, are you serious? Yeah. Yeah. Um, like, um, he was uh, trying to get us to rap, and I'm just not going to let him. So we're going to very quickly talk Baker Mayfield. Okay. Or do you want to talk? We can talk Baker Mayfield tomorrow. Yeah, I'm not here tomorrow. So that, that works too. Oh, is it me and Breach? It's, yeah. uh, I guess I could look at these things on email. Yeah. Why would you? Yeah, why would I bother? Um, okay. Let's just end on this. Percent chance that Baker ends up in Carolina? Um, I think it's getting pretty high. If So Jonathan Jones, you know, we'll, just, we'll just talk really quick. Jonathan no, Jones reported that, that, that there's at least more a lot of interest from Carolina in Baker, and so did Joseph Person at The Athletic. Uh, both guys worked at the Charlotte Observer. Uh, One of those guys I went to college with? That's right. And then JJ went to a terrible school. Uh, both guys lived in Charlotte, covered the Panthers, know a lot of people in Carolina. If they're reporting that, then the interest is likely legitimate. Um, the holdup is? The cash. It appears. Like they want to pay Sam Darnold and Baker Mayfield $36 million. <laughs> yeah. And so it's basically like what, what will Carolina and Cleveland have to hash out who's going to pay more of Baker Mayfield's salary uh, I saw some su like suggestion on the, just in the comments on Twitter. It's like, well, if Carolina wants Cleveland to pay more of the salary, then they're going to have to up the compensation. Like, there's just not going to be that much compensation for Baker. The Browns yeah. are just trying to get rid of him and get out from the situation. And the Panthers are sitting around realizing that Jimmy Garoppolo may not be uh, available to be dealt for injury purposes and that. They he's still hurt. hurt. Like he's going to be hurt in August. Well, I just think it's you're playing chicken with Sam Darnold and Matt Corral as your only quarterbacks. And like, why, if you're the Panthers, just why wouldn't you free roll like a Baker, a shot at Baker, like bouncing back? Well, like, we Baker's, said that. We said that in yeah. April. It's just crazy. So, by the way, uh, do you think he makes that team better, Baker, the Panthers? Yeah, for sure. Okay. I don't know that like he's I agree with that by the way. I was just I don't know that I mean like I think he's an obvious upgrade over um over Darnold and their quarterback situation. And I think like I mean like I had this conversation with some friends of mine who are Panthers fans. They're like, is Sam Darnold still the quarterback for the Panthers? It's like, yeah. Oh, I see. Like they're like, so wait, they really haven't gotten anybody else? They really drafted Matt Corral. Matt Corral slinging it 
at uh, practice on Wednesday, by the way, according to Jonathan Alexander of the aforementioned Charlotte Observer. Mm, good, for, good for him. I, I just don't think – like Matt Rule is all, clearly on the hot seat. The Panthers have a clear quarterback problem. They have upgraded the offensive line enough where if DJ Moore can live up to his contract and – he did get a contract extension, right? Yeah. Yeah, he got a big contract extension. Um, DJ Moore, Cooper Cup. Kidding. If the DJ Moore, duh. No, oh my God, how dare you? Um, if McCaffrey can be healthy and the defense can, like the Panthers have a chance to be a, a fringe playoff contender if they got a, above average quarterback play. Wait a second. How fringe? Um, uh, seven and ten. Okay. That's fair enough. I think it wins seven games if, if Baker came in and played like Baker did two years ago. No, no, th- now you're not talking crazy. I don't, I can't push back on that. If you said so, nine or something, I'd be like, well, no. Well, and I mean, like, you, you know, you, I mean, you just point to like, you just hope to get some like good luck bouncing your way. Yeah. I mean, seven and some good luck is absolutely like maybe, you know, two wins, two wins against the Falcons. Maybe the Saints are bad. I just said that. The, the tweet I just put in Slack, I sent it to Prisco and said, once again, you're on the wrong side of history. And he said, everyone's following me in terms of his make of his Patrick takes and every other take. Anytime oh, anyone says something stupid. Oh, oh lovely. I, I like that you sent that to Pete. God, I just looked down at my text messages. There's 49 unread text messages out of nowhere. It's all like Prisco yelling about something. Um, at any rate, the Panthers need to get a deal done with Baker or with the Browns to get Baker because – frankly, you just can't go into the season with Matt Corral and, and Sam Darnold. Like, it's just not a... Let's assume that Deshaun Watson is suspended for the year. Not knowing, I'm just guessing. At any point, if you're Andrew Barry, do you try to talk Baker into staying and, and make a huge apology to her? I think, I think the ship sailed. But yeah, I would... I would... would you rather have Baker healthy or Jacoby Brissett for 17 games? I mean, I think if the Browns could do the Thanos thing with the time stone where he rewinds... Like ti- the- just time machine? Yeah, time machine, I guess, could just be easier to say. Um, Does Thanos have a telephone? No, but he can't travel through time and, and the galaxy. Nah, it is odd that none of those guys have phones. I was joking. I was making a telephone joke. not a. Yeah, I know what you're doing. Anyway, so if they could go back in time. Cellular fo- he does not have a cellular phone. Mobile. If he could go back in time, you think they wouldn't do the deal at all is what you're going to say? Yeah. I think they would just like be like, um, I think they would just be like, all right, Baker. We're pumped for 2022 with you. No, we have no interest in Deshaun Watson. Thank you for asking. Yep. Uh, so that's it. That's the show. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Send your, uh, I don't know what Diva's Twitter handle is, but if you heard that and you're like par- panicked that, you know, you want I, to be I think familiar. it's at Carson Wentz. If you're panicked that you won't have any Devo in your life, moving forward, you can tweet at him. Or you can unfollow him as a, as a show of solidarity from the podcast. <laughs> for Wilson, I'm Brinson. Thanks for watching. Talk to you guys later. Little Wing is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. I'm in a period of emotional upheaval. Is that all the, oh, I don't care crap? A little adventure. Where are you going? I'm going to steal a bird from the Russian pigeon mafia. Let's do it. Goes a long way. <laughs> Starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Life can hurt, but life is sweet. 
Little Wing, rated PG-13, may be inappropriate for children under 13. Now streaming exclusively on Terramount Plus.